You guys, I'm so excited that I'm finally coming to Boston. I'm going to be at the Wilbur Theater this fall. Tickets are officially on sale with a pre-sale code, sleepover. You can get tickets through the link at estheronice.com. But this is a really big moment for me. It's going to be such a special night. I'm going to have a special guest. Like, you guys, this is Boston. This is the Wilbur. It's did you hear my stomach growl? I really hope you didn't. It's going to be, look, I've got to sell out the theater in my fiance's hometown, right? Like all my Harvard fans, let's go. All my Boston Red Sox fans put the baseball bat down for one night and let's hang out. It's going to be special. I promise. So Boston, I'm really looking forward to it. Also like Boston is a city where I feel I don't know. I always knew ever since I saw what movie was it? Just any of the movies that Ben Affleck directed. I was like, I want to end up with a guy from Boston. And so strategically I did, but I love Boston. I'll be at the Wilbur this fall. Get tickets at estheronice.com. And the presale code is sleepover. And the exact date for that show is September 30th, but get your tickets now, especially during the pre-sale. And while we're talking about touring and tickets, April 21st and 22nd, I'll be in Miami, uh, June 3rd, Atlanta, June 4th, Raleigh, and July 19th through 22nd, I'll be at Joe's Pub in New York City. You guys, honestly, like my best friend John has been telling me that I moved to New York to become an open mic comedian, and he's not wrong. And I have been basically revisiting my roots of when I was 21 and when I lived and breathed babysitting and open mic micing. That's basically a version of what I'm doing here in New York. I'm really working on my stand-up. I'm really just excited. I get on stage. I have things that I'm excited to talk about and personal things. So I'm really excited for you guys. I use the word excited way too many times. But I cannot wait for these shows. They're going to be special. This is the year where like it's all coming together. I cannot wait to see you guys. And you can get tickets for all those cities at estheronice.com. And honestly, the majority of the people that show up to my shows, yes, there's like lots of alone together people and trash Tuesday and you know whatever else but it really is the solo podcast that keeps my stand-up career afloat because you guys know me and quite frankly I know you so I'm excited for this little tour I'm doing can't believe I said excited again but that's just life let's get to the show well this is the show this is the show um gosh You know what really blows is having a period. This sounds like I'm starting an ad, but I'm not. I just, I'm like in those days before your period where you just can't really do anything and you're useless. So I'm like, I'll record a podcast. That that's just the right time when people want to hear from me. No. So uh, this has been on my mind more so like at the start of the year. And it feels really, it feels 
even more important now that I am so particularly focused on my stand-up that I want to share this idea with you guys. And it's not the newest idea in the world, but I am never going to win the pretty contest. I am never going to win the young contest or the skinny arm to big boob ratio contest or the flat stomach or the perfect anything contest. And the more that I fall into the trap of trying to play those, trying to participate in those contests, pursuing winning those contests, the more of a loser I am. I'm, I will... 10 out of 10 times in those contests, I lose. And that's great, actually. That's great news. Wait, like, oh my God, I can completely withdraw from needing to be the prettiest, youngest, skinniest, best muscly, popping off booty. Like, I don't play. And when I get insecure, you know what happens? I, I, this is embarrassing to admit, but sometimes I try to play. Sometimes I try to look in the mirror and put the perfect makeup on and make sure that the outfit fits exactly right. And I've even gone down the roads of, do I need injections? You know, that's been, it, it's been a while since I've considered that, but, but that doesn't mean I don't think about it. You know, you look in the mirror and you're like, oh God, what can we fix? And I'm just here to say that I've officially reclaimed my status as the loser of all those. Well, no, not the loser because I'm not playing. I'm, I'm withdrawing my entry. And I felt like it, this re-realization has really empowered me because the second I let go of participating in those games, that is when I step into my own Ugh, for lack of a better word, skin. But like I step into who I am and I play that game and I p- pursue that contest. And I'm like, how can I be the most me? How can I be the truest version of me? And I've said this over the years so many times, but I always say like the best people to hang around with are not the people who make you want to be more like them. They're the people who make you want to be more like yourself. And I have to say like all the times I've spent like worshiping Kim Kardashian, I love her. She's a business mogul, but like she makes me want to be like her and I am not going to be like her. That's, and it's sad, quite frankly, that I have ever wanted to be like her. And it's very freeing to laugh and realize how silly that is. And that doesn't mean that I can't still look at her Instagram or watch her stuff or buy a skims here and there and have fun. But I'm Esther. Like, that's it. Period. End of story. I'm five feet tall. Well, so is Kim, but I think she's five, too. I'm short. I'm half Jewish, half regular. And that's it. And, like, I hope that you will just do you. And I pray no matter what you look like, no matter how beautiful you are, no matter how unbeautiful you feel, that you will withdraw from the beauty contest and you will embrace the you contest because there is a you contest. 
Because you know what? Sometimes I'm not doing great at the me contest. Sometimes I'm not being true to myself. And that is not good. It's not fun. I'm always living my best life when I'm really excelling at being myself. And that can mean a million different things. That can mean showing up to a ballet class. That can mean journaling in the morning. It can mean writing new material for stand-up. It could mean, (laughs) cheesy example, I always give it, adult fucking coloring books could be being your truest self, seeing friends. Like, it can be anything. And, you know, I think it's just, I feel so free. And, And by the way, I think there's certain things in life that will trigger the insecurity to play the beauty contest. And so there's certain times in my life where I don't care at all and I'm not playing. But like, you know, some examples of times where I've gotten to my deep insecurity is obviously when you get a rejection, right? Like, I will never forget when my high school boyfriend dumped me. I also, at the same time, tragically had Achilles tendonitis and had to walk around in um, this like cast, this big boot. And I was so riddled with insecurity about being seen with this stupid big boot on my leg. But I remember knowing in that moment, oh my God, like it's so estery to like want more attention for an injury. And I normally would be so confident and like excited to rock this ugly ass boot on my leg. But because I was so rattled and insecure from this breakup, I like couldn't handle it. And I basically never wore the stupid Achilles tendonitis boot. Mm. And, excuse me, Um, so, you know, that's just an example of something where if I had basically, like, sometimes you get thrown off your game, but you can get back on it. And that's basically the point of that is to say that even if you're not feeling like you're focusing on being yourself. That doesn't mean that in the past you haven't or that in the future you can't also do it again. Anyways, so let's get out of the beauty contest and let's be our fucking cool selves because, by the way, the person winning the beauty contest, they don't, it it doesn't last. It's horrible. It's like I feel bad for them. You win the beauty contest and within minutes you've lost and you're, then those are the people that go the craziest what our society does to them. So I think we're all in a good spot by just being our truest, I'll say it, ugliest selves. Fuck it. But that doesn't mean we don't want to feel cute. You get it. Um, Do we know too much about the human body? (laughs) I was watching this video today. I still have not gotten a clear answer. But basically, like, I... All I do is stretch. I'm always sore in a weird place. I'm always like bending and stretching and being weird. And I'm like, is this even good for me? Like, I know that people say to stretch, but that feels like such generic advice and it could even not be right. And so I started watching these videos and I was like learning about all these like fibers and strings and muscles in that we have in our body. And I was like, ew, this is so nasty. I don't, how do we know this? I don't want to know all this stuff. And it reminded me that I do 
okay, like, you know how some people will commit really, like, somehow, like, they have money and they don't need a job and they just, like, commit hard to some sort of random lifestyle? Like, you'll see on YouTube, someone's like, I live every day as a 1950s housewife. Or, like, this woman lives as a Barbie doll. Okay. My version of that is I cannot handle the fact that of what's what we have inside of us. Like, that's unacceptable to me. Bones, muscles, blood. Like, no, no, I don't have that. I like to picture that my body is, if you were to cut into your Barbie doll, that's what's on my inside. It just looks like more of what's on the outside. It's just all rubber, skin-colored rubber. And I I really need to think that because I can't have those kinds of insides that they say we have. That's just, that's absolutely inappropriate. It's it's not cool. Um, oh, wait, and that reminds me. The new segment this week is as so <laughs> that we'll probably never return unless you want it to. Esther's Guide to Being Young, because as you may have noticed, I am obsessed with letting everyone around me know that I'm 35. Like, it, I, it is in your face. I, every set I do on stage, I'm like, I, I, I'm 35. I need everyone to know. Every conversation with every new person, I throw it in there. And I don't know if it's because I'm, I think I'm flexing or if it's just like, I'm proud to be a grown woman, finally. There's something about this age that's really making me feel like a grown-up in a great way. And I know that's inherently so immature to be like, this age is so old. Like, it's like a, literally like a little kid that's like, I'm seven. And in three weeks, I'll be eight. Like, that is the energy I'm bringing to every conversation. But I'm like, bitch, I'm 35 and I'm fully in the best mental, physical state I've probably ever been in. And that's like, not just like for no reason, you know, I'm, I've, I'm very aware that I've turned this age and I do feel it's like a pivotal, you're like an older person now. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm not, excuse me. I'm not getting older. Like I, there's the great things about getting older. You're wiser. You get to brag about how old you are, but the thing that I'm not going to do is like have my body break down. That said, I literally fell in the middle of the night <laughs> last week. And I was like, oh, I'm an old lady. I'm falling in the middle of the night. And it's funny because I told my parents the next morning and my dad walks in and he just goes, I have advice for you. Take two trips. And I, I thought for, I was like, what is he talking? And I was like, oh my God, he knows. The reason I fell is because I was carrying too much stuff from one room to another room. That's why I fell. And he, just like a wise 80 year old, just dropping a bomb of knowledge, take two trips. I was like, wow, this is a man who's fallen in the middle of the night before because he's lazy and tried to carry too many things. And he knows that I'm his descendant and that's what I did too. So I wanted to share that wisdom with you all. That's not the segment, but it's a side segment. Take two trips. Don't fall. This is Esther Club. No, it's my pleasure. But okay, so the new segment is Esther's Guide to Staying Young. 
because I actually think I'm pretty good at this. And this week's focus is going to be on flexibility and stretching, even though I did not find any clear answers. on. No, I did. Basically, the information that I absorbed through watching three very, very boring YouTube videos was when you stretch your muscles. No, no, no. Actually, what I learned is what happens when you don't stretch your muscles. Well, firstly, between like ages... 19 to 40 or something your flexibility decreases slowly like I think by one percent every year so it is important like that's the thing it's like when you're young you don't have to do shit it's fine free pass but then as you're getting older it's like okay if I want to stay young I got to do the work I'm fine with doing the work if it means staying young so And staying young to me is not even about looks. It's just about feelings because I'm telling you, like when I fell in the middle of the night, like an old lady, I could really feel my strength and flexibility. Like as I was falling, I felt it keeping me from being injured. And I know that sounds a little hokey pokey, crazy lying, but I believe it and I mean it. So what I learned about stretching was when you don't do it, When you don't stretch, your muscles just like, they like stay there the way they are and they don't expand, they don't grow, they they don't get stretchy. And when they're not getting stretchier, they're just getting stiffer. And stiff is no good. Like you want hard bone. This is, this is my science class. Bones, hard. Muscles, stretchy. But it's true. And so this is my reminder to you and to myself, like when you're, it's easier for me to stretch when I'm sitting there because chairs don't fit my body because I'm too short. So I'm always like rolling around on my knees and like circling my hips and doing just weird, creepy stuff. But even just sitting, listening to this, standing, listening to this, now I'm like, are you just standing, looking at a wall, listening to this? No, you're like folding or something, but just like throw your arm up, like do, and maybe I'm stupid and everyone does this all the time, but I'm also, I try to get really inspired. My lifestyle is always driven and inspired by dogs. First thing when they wake up, they stretch. I'm just saying, if you are in my tribe, I need you to be stretching. And this is a cult. I know I'm, I would serve better, best as a cult member follower, but I also think that as a cult leader, I'm not going to do a bad job. So if you're in this cult, just do some, do some stretchies. Ew, I said do some stretchies. Oh my God, I'm so disgusting and embarrassing. I deserve to be made fun of forever. Um, what next? (sighs) Okay. There's like a lot of talk online about quiet luxury And I don't know about you, but that's what I'm seeing everywhere in like fashion stuff and succession talk. Basically what quiet luxury means is like when rich people in times of a recession start to dress really quietly rich. Like they don't wear big labels or big designers. They wear like an $1,100 
t-shirt that only fellow super, super rich people will know about because they don't, the idea is like everyone is suffering financially, so they don't want to flex their wealth. They don't want to be bragging, but they still want to do it in subtle ways. It's like quiet luxury, whatever. And I say this totally works as trend advice if your whole thing is that you want to look like rich people, but LOL, ew, that is so, like, these articles have misread my interests. Because if you guys think that we want to wear nice things because we want to portray as wealthy, that is, makes me want to vomit. It's not the vibe. It's like, no, dude, I would buy, which I'm not even into designer things at all right now, but, like, I fuck quiet luxury like that's weird to me and especially it being like talked about as a trend is unappealing to me I think like when I want to buy for example my Mew Mew ballet flats which look I regret a lot of purchases from last year when I was basically high the whole year and thought my whole personality was having nice things I regret a lot I will never regret my Mew Mew ballet flats and the reason I like those is because they're a well-crafted, cute thing that I can wear that expresses who I am and, like, I like the style of them and whatever. It's not because they're expensive. And I will not be participating in quiet luxury. Like, fuck no. I I like nice things because I want to be creative and cool. I don't like nice things so that people think that I like nice things. I don't know. There's something that rubs me the wrong way about that. And I think, look... There's always a moment to look like a classy, quiet, luxury, rich person, but by no means is that a trend that I will personally be participating in. Cut to, I'm a hypocrite, and I do it tomorrow, but... Okay, the other... The other crazy thing is I have completely turned my back on marijuana. It's really weird, and... I can't believe it, but I literally don't want to use it anymore. And I knew this day would come. I didn't know how. I didn't know why or when or if. I guess I just said I knew it would, so that means I did know if. But I'm like, I don't want to say never, but I am quiet quitting marijuana right now. And I don't want it and I just kind of wanted to share that with you guys just because like it's something that I was talking about a lot when I was starting to use it um I don't really have a particular reason I just think that like I did it so much that now this is uh, be prepared for me to sound crazy I feel like I can get high just by like I know how to find that feeling within me by just like thinking about it and like kind of just focusing on like feeling silly and relaxing. And also, okay, there was two things that I saw that made me want to quit and I have no sources. And so this may be lies, but like just pretend we're friends and your friend told you this, but I really did see these probably on TikTok. So one was this guy who looks at brain scans said he saw a study that marijuana users brains do age more rapidly. And that freaked me out because like one thing I love about myself is 
I really remember everything and like me and Dave, I will bring up so many things of our last 10 years together. And he's like, wow, I do not remember that at all. And I'm like, I remember every single thing. And I was always used to that with my parents because they never remembered what I remember. But I'm like, oh, that's just because like I was a kid and I remembered it more. But then as life goes on, like I remember so much more than my friends and I take pride in it. And so I'm like, fuck that. I don't want to like fully damage my brain, whatever. And then the other thing was in this book, I forgot which book it was. It might have been The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, but it might have been one of his other books. Um... But he said that uh, that people who use marijuana, like they, they're using it, they're getting creative from it, but they don't get things done. And I love the creative spirit I get when I'm using it, but I got to get things done, okay? Like this is, I cannot be an amateur out here. I've got to write the jokes. I've got to try them out on stage. I've got to, I've got to do it all. I've got to do it all the things. So that freaked me out. And I just decided like, I'm going to step away for a little bit, maybe not forever, but I do want to take like a significant break, see how it goes. And then I think return to it and make it a treat and have it here and there and every Saturday night and stuff like that. I think that that's the kind of relationship that I look forward to in the future. Um, yeah. So I wanted to just share that with you guys. And also, I've been off it for like a week now. And honestly, I really need to figure out how to get sleep. Because <laughs> I am having with, I'm struggling with sleep. That I'm also realizing that using it chronically was helping me in ways that I didn't realize and it, in like very significant areas of my life that I really fucking needed help. Like it was really helping me relax. It was really helping me sleep. It was low key. I think it was like helping my digestive system. Like I was basically free of any digestive issues for that whole time I was using it. And so I am certainly facing, I'm facing the truth. And the truth is that like, I had a little bit of a chemical dependency and I'm, it's crazy. Like I never thought I'd be in this position where I don't even miss the high. I just miss like the other ways it affected me. And, you know, I think that that means that I really had something special with that substance and I don't think it's over. And I, who knows with me, maybe I'll go back to it in two weeks, a month. I don't know. I just wanted to share with you guys. I'm currently like, Hey, I'm reconsidering things. everyone I meet who hears that I started it at 34 is like, this is the weird, like you're weird. And I'm like, I know. So forgive me if this is like a very specific to me journey. And you guys are like, bro, I went through this at 17. Like you're cooler than me. I get it. Um, I kind of think that that's all I really wanted to go over this week. I'm definitely still really enjoying my time in New York city. I feel like the fact that I lived in LA for the last 14 years was some sort of clerical error. I don't think I belong there. I will be going back in May. Um, but yeah, I am so grateful for this. I'm grateful for this group of people that we have here and I really appreciate you guys. And I really hope to see you at the stand-up shows. 
Boston, New York City, Atlanta, Miami is coming up very soon, Raleigh, and you can get tickets to all of those at estheronice.com, and we'll be doing Q&As after, and it'll just be really special, fun nights for us to all like hang out and just be in the same room and have live experiences because if that's if there's one thing I'm really learning from being here in New York is that like live in person is where life takes place. And look, texting, Instagram, TikTok, podcasts, they're fucking great. Can't live without them. But life takes place in the real world and I don't want any of us to forget that. So I love you guys. I appreciate you and I will see you next week.